everything turn, turn, turn. There is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever. Good morning. I'm your host, Keith Dixon, and thanks for tuning in. The name of the program is Turn, 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 and the idea being that to every song, there is a season. The purpose of this hour is to play songs that embody the current season. It's springtime, and we'll be playing songs from Harry Nilsson, Boards of Canada, and Emmett Rhodes. But first, we'll be starting off with a song from The Wonder Who, who in the 1960s were four scrappy young men from New Jersey that had the magic sound that propelled them from singing under the streetlights to singing in the spotlights. That sounded a bit like a film synopsis. That's because it is. That was written about the feature film Jersey Boys, which was based on the Broadway musical of the same name. So, what gives? Well, The Wonder Who was a recording alias for none other than, you guessed it, Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons, aka the Jersey Boys. The name, The Wonder Who, stems from a failed attempt to record an entire album Bob Dylan covers. The record didn't pan out the way they imagined, but they did release Don't Think Twice It's Alright as a single under their new pseudonym. It is an utterly odd and confounding recording of the song. As the story goes, the group was unhappy with the takes they had done thus far. So in order to cut the tension in the room, Frankie sang the song in a joke falsetto. Then some genius record exec heard the playback with the joke vocals and thought it best to desecrate the sanctity of the song by releasing it to the general public. What's more frightening is that it actually went to number 12 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart in 1965. But I do digress. This is Watch the Flowers Grow. Watch them grow. Watch the flowers grow. Watch them grow. Watch the flowers grow.
About a tranquil Sunday drive, a sensory lullaby. We trade the comics, cartoons, and magazines for pistons and gasoline.
BFF.FM. Best frequencies forever. That was Jellyfish with Russian Hill from 1993's Spilt Milk. If anyone is wondering, the song is indeed about the San Francisco neighborhood. Tinged with religious imagery and heavy on dreamlike elements, the song's narrator describes a sunny, surreal drive across a bridge of gold as they head up to Russian Hill and then back again. The song has been described as, quote, a sarcastic commentary on the elitism of wealth, end quote. Up next, we'll be exploring a song that comes from an album that in 2020 overtook Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band as the number one album on Rolling Stone's list of the 500 greatest albums of all time. Marvin Gaye's What's Going On is a psychedelic song cycle, a symphonic concept album, and a stone-cold soul classic. There is no denying the impact that it has had on popular culture. Gaye shines a light on the political, societal, and ahead of his time, ecological issues that were plaguing the United States in 1971. Written from the perspective of a Vietnam veteran returning home from service, he addresses the hatred, suffering, and injustice that he is confronted with. The album's heavy subject matter is juxtaposed by airy, silky, string-laden soul. The song that we will be featuring today has a simple message that is as relevant today as it was then. Love conquers all. Gay addresses those who impart this message into their lives and encourages them to continue looking out for their fellow humans, using the song's title as a mantra. This is Right On.
Stay with you. Now, with day. 
That was the title track from Linda Perhack's 1970 debut album, Parallelograms. The story of this song's creation begins in, of all places, a periodontal office in Beverly Hills. At the time, Perhack was working as a dental hygienist and living in the hippie enclave of Topanga Canyon. One of her favorite clients, Leonard Rosenman, happened to be an Academy Award-winning film and television composer. Through casual conversation at the office, it came out that Perhack was a fellow musician, and she would give Rosamond a copy of her tape to listen to. The next day, Perhack was invited over to the Rosamond residence in order for him and his wife to inundate Perhack with as much music as they possibly could in order to speed up her musical education. After an eight-hour listening party and dinner, Perhack left and started to drive home. From here, I'll let her take the wheel. Quote, I came home from Leonard and Kay's house at 11 in the evening and began driving on a major freeway here in Los Angeles going back home to Topanga Canyon. And I look up in the sky and it looked like a light show. Beautiful colors, but yet it was moving like music would move. It was almost in a scroll, like if you write music but at the same time it was creating three-dimensional shapes of geometric shapes. There was just something about it. I couldn't hear any sound but I knew that what I was seeing was the light pattern of music, a sound sculpture. I scribbled it down on a tiny note paper in the dark and pulled off the freeway and drew it the best I could and I presented the idea to Leonard a week or so later." End quote. The two would work together and push the boundaries of sound to create the vision that Perhack had seen in the sky that night. Up next is Matthew Sweet with Looking at the Sun from 1991's Girlfriend.
Friends are doing it. All your 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 friends are doing it. Best frequencies forever. Up next is a song from an album that in 1973 Patti Smith would review in Cream magazine with these prophetic words. Quote, blasphemy even the gods smile on. Rock and roll for the skull. 
a very noble concept, past, present, and tomorrow in one glance. Understanding through musical sensation, Todd Rudgren is preparing us for a generation of frenzied children who will dream in animation." End quote. To better understand the context, this story is best told as a tale of two albums. In 1972, Rudgren released Something Anything, and with gold standards such as I Saw the Light and Hello It's Me, it was a commercial and critical success. What made the work all the more astonishing was that, excluding the fourth side of the album, which consists of live takes with a rotating band, Rudgren would play all the instruments, produce, and engineer much of the album, conditions he would replicate once again on his next album, 1973's A Wizard, A True Star. But where something, anything was made in a swirl of Ritalin, A Wizard, A True Star would be made under the heavy use of psychedelics. Rudgren put it plainly, quote, Every once in a while I took a trip and never came back. During this time, Rudgren would come to regard his earlier work as lacking depth and cited their obvious reference points. He said, quote, I became more aware of what music and sound were like in my internal environment and how different that was from the music I had been making, end quote. So he set out to make something outside the mold and experimental and in turn created a strange, beautiful, and groundbreaking album. A Wizard, A True Star would be an album that inspired DIY auteurs such as Prince, Kevin Parker, Ariel Pink, and Frank Ocean, as well as a generation of bedroom musicians. This is Just One Victory.
BFF.FM. Best frequencies forever. <laughs>